Good morning, everyone. It's a stormy day here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and thank you for listening to Third Gear, a Formula One racing podcast. I'm Kate Egan, a marketing major with a passion for Formula One, and this week we will be talking about the life and career of Nigel Mansell, as well as highlighting the race of champions from this past weekend. Let's go ahead and start off with the Race of Champions. If you don't know what it is, the Race of Champions is an annual race where the best drivers from all sorts of motorsport compete in a series of races where each driver is given equal machinery, meaning the exact same car. The race is held in different countries all over the world, and the winner of the event receives a trophy and the title, the Champion of Champions. The drivers compete in 1v1 races around a track where each competitor races against the other, and the best eight compete in a knockout tournament to determine the winner. There's also the Race of Champions National Cup that is competed in the same way, but with two drivers representing the same country. The final race consists of three rounds, first to two wins. The car types used vary per year, but usually with a few different styles of cars like Rally or GT. This year, the event took place in northern Sweden. The track was snow and ice, and this was the first year that that was used instead of regular road or asphalt tracks. And the drivers for the 2023 Race of Champions included Sebastian Vettel, who is a four-time Formula One world champion. He's had 10 participations, one Race of Champions win, and has won the Nations Cup seven times. There's also Sebastian Loeb. He's a nine-time World Rally Champion with nine participations, four ROC wins, and one Nations Cup win. Travis Pastrana, he's an NRX Nitro Rallycross Champion and six-time American Rally Champion, has participated eight times, not won the ROC yet, and has finished in second place for the ROC Nations Cup. Mick Schumacher, a F2 and F3 European Champion, has participated twice with zero ROC wins and one Nations Cup runner-up. It was Valtteri Bottas, a 10-time Formula One race winner's first year competing in the competition. We also saw Jamie Chadwick, who's three times W Series champion, and this was her second participation. Thierry Neuville, a 17-time WRC Rallycross winner, participated for the first time this year as well. Johan Christofferson, a five-time World Rallycross champion, had three participations with one ROC Nation Cup win. We also saw David Coulthart, who's a 13-time Formula One race winner, who has participated 14 times, won the ROC twice, and has come in second place for the Nations Cup. Also competing is Oliver Silberg, 2020 FIA ERC1 Junior Champion. He has participated twice, this being his third year, and has won the ROC Nations Cup once. Tanner Faust, McLaren Extreme E driver and three times Rallycross champion in America, has participated one other time before this year's. Felipe Drogovic, the 2022 Formula 2 champion, participated for the first time as well this year. Mika Hakkinen, the two-time Formula One world champion, has participated once before, this being his second. Tom Christensen, the nine-time Le Mans 24-hour champion, has participated 16 times with five runner-up ROCs and three Nations Cup wins. Adrian Tambay, the 2022 FIA ETCR champion, competed for the first time. Petter Solberg, the two-time World Rallycross champion, has participated six times prior to this year, with one runner-up position for the ROC and two ROC Nation Cup wins. Matthias Ekstrom, the two-time DTM champion, has had three ROC wins and one ROC Nations Cup win. And lastly, Felix Rosenvist, the IndyCar race winner and three times Formula E Grand Prix winner, competed for the first time this year. Year as well. This year's winners, we had the Race of Champions won by Matthias Ekstrom, who represented Sweden, with runner-up position going to Mick Schumacher, representing Germany. The ROC Nations Cup winner was Norway, with the drivers being Petter Solberg and Oliver Solberg. Now let's get into the life and career of Nigel Mansell. One of the more notable figures in Formula One that we've talked about in last week's episode was Nigel Mansell. 
Mantle is a now-retired British racing driver who has competed successfully in both Formula 1 and IndyCar. He's also raced in the British Touring Car Championship and took place in other races like the Race of Legends, Grand Prix Masters Series, FIA GT Championship, and the 2010-24 Hours at Le Mans. Nigel Mansell won the Formula One World Championship in 1992 with Williams. He's noted as being the second most successful British Formula One driver behind Lewis Hamilton, and in 2005 he was inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. Let's go ahead and start off with his early life. Nigel Mansell was born in 1953 in Worcestershire, England. He used his own money to build himself up a karting career, and once he started gaining attention and success, he moved up to Formula Ford. Formula Ford is an early level of single-seater open-wheeled racing. It's considered a step towards racing in Formula One and other junior Formula series. In 1976, he won six of the nine races that he competed in, and in 1977, he entered 42 races where he won 33 of them to become the 1977 British Formula Ford champion. During that season, he got in an incident where he broke his neck in a qualifying session, almost making him quadriplegic. He was told he would never race again, and the doctors recommended six months off. However, Mansell discharged himself from the hospital and continued racing. Mansell started racing early Formula Series cars in 1978 when he began driving in Formula 3. In his first race, he qualified in pole position and finished in second place. He continued to race in F3 until 1980, until he got into a collision with another driver, leaving him with a broken vertebrae. His driving got him noticed by Colin Chapman, who was the owner of Lotus, and still injured from his accident and on heavy painkillers, Mansell tried out for the Formula One team, where he was selected as the test driver. Thus begins his Formula One career. From 1980 to 1984, Mansell raced for Lotus. Mansell started off as a test driver for Lotus in 1980, but ended up impressing the owner Chapman by setting the fastest lap around Silverstone that had been set in a Lotus, allowing him to have several race starts that year. In his first ever race, a fuel leak in the cockpit caught fire shortly before the race started, leaving him with first and second degree burns. Both of his first and second races ended in retirements, and then he crashed in his third race in an appearance in Imola. His time at Lotus was difficult, as the cars faced many reliability issues, and he was often second to his teammate Elio De Angelis. He started in 59 races and only finished 24 of them. His best finish was third, which he achieved five times throughout the four years he spent there. In 1984, his last season with Lotus, Mansell finished in the top 10 for the first time and took his first pole position. A notable race from this season was the 1984 Dallas Grand Prix, one of the hottest races ever recorded. Mansell had pole position and led for half of the race, but in the final lap suffered a gearbox failure just a few meters in front of the finish line. He got out of his car and attempted to push it in order to finish the race, but ended up passing out from heat exhaustion before he could cross the line. Then, from 1985 to 1988, he began racing for Williams. Frank Williams hired Mansell for the 1985 season, where he raced with his teammate Kiki Rosberg. Though the season didn't have any particular successes for Mansell, he was closer to the pace of front-running cars. For the 1986 season, Nelson Piquet became Mansell's teammate. The two had an intense rivalry and did not get along, but that year was more successful. Mansell ended up winning five Grand Prix that year and came close to winning his first world championship. On the last race of the season, Mansell was comfortably leading the race that could decide his championship placement, and with 19 laps left in the race, his left back tire suffered a puncture, causing him to retire from the race, leaving him as runner-up to Alan Prost by a mere two points. The season ended up being difficult as it was the year that Frank Williams was involved in the car accident that left him tetraplegic. With lots of team turmoil and Honda engines trying to replace Mansell, Williams encouraged his stay with the team. 
1987, Mansell had one of his greatest races to date at Silverstone, where he finished in first while his car slowly ran out of fuel on the last lap of the race. However, he lost the championship to PK after suffering a spinal concussion after crashing in Suzuka. 1988 was Mansell's last year racing for Williams, where he was finally considered the team's primary driver, but unfortunately the season did not go well for him. Williams' new engine, manufactured by Judd, was unreliable and meant that Mansell only finished two of the 14 races he competed in. Both were podiums and one was second place in Silverstone. That year, he was also suffering from illnesses, including chickenpox. From 1989 to 1990, he raced for Ferrari. In 1989, Mansell was selected by Enzo Ferrari to race for the team. He became known as the Lion by the Tifosi because of his fearless driving style. Mansell didn't believe that he would be able to challenge for the championship that year and saw it as a developmental and trial period. However, in his first race for the team, he ended up winning at the 1989 Brazilian Grand Prix. Despite the early win, the season was filled with lots of issues due to the banning of turbo engines earlier that year and the implementation of the semi-automatic transmission. He was also disqualified from both the Canadian and the Spain Grand Prix that year. He was disqualified in Canada for starting the race too early and then disqualified in Spain for reversing in the pit lane. He ended up finishing fourth in the championship that year. Unfortunately for Mansell, 1990 was not much better. He suffered from reliability issues that caused him to retire from seven races. He was second to his new teammate, Alan Prost, and he had issues with the team and favoritism. There was an issue where Mansell felt that his car was driving differently than it had before, and upon confronting his pit crew, he learned that Prost believed Mansell had a superior car and then switched their vehicles without telling Mansell. The teammates didn't get along too well with Mansell believing Prost had a greater influence on Ferrari, having won more races than any other driver at the time, already having won three World championships and he spoke fluent Italian. At the end of the season, Mansell announced he would be retiring from the team and the sport. He only won a single race that year and finished fifth in the championship. However, in 1991 and 1992, Frank Williams asked Mansell to come back. Mansell agreed, but only under the circumstances that he had priority and that the team would help him to win. He was granted the number one spot and was granted an even better run with Williams than the first time he drove for them. He won five races in 1991 and had amazing races with his rival Aaron Senna. In the Spanish Grand Prix, the two drivers raced wheel-to-wheel with only a few centimeters between them, and eventually Mansell finished that race in first. Then again, the two participated in a historical event where, after winning the British Grand Prix, Mansell picked up a stranded Senna after his car had retired on the last lap of the race. Together, they drove back to the pits, but once again, he finished second in the championship that year, his third time now, with Senna finishing in first. 1992 was Mansell's year. He started off the season with five straight victories. After winning the British Grand Prix that year, he became the most successful British driver with 28 wins, just passing Jackie Stewart's record of 27. In the 11th round of the season, he was finally crowned a Formula One world champion for the first and only time of his career. It held the record for being the fewest races before a championship was decided until 2002 with Michael Schumacher. There was some drama throughout the season regarding Mansell's continued driving for the team, as Senna was set to drive for Williams in 1993. He ended up retiring from Formula One after the 1992 season. Then he signed with Newman Haas Racing for the Kart IndyCar Series for the 1993 season. In his first race, he took pole position and won. However, a few weeks later, he was in an incident that left him with a severely injured back. He continued to compete, and he took place in the 1993 Indianapolis 500, where he finished third. He ended up winning the 1993 kart season after winning a 200-mile race at New Hampshire International Speedway and then five other wins throughout the season. 
Throughout the 1994 season, the car was much less reliable, and Mansell started gaining a reputation of rude behavior, including refusing medical care, ill words of competitors, and unprofessional behavior. But in 1994, he returned to Williams for Formula One. 1994 was a difficult year for Williams and Formula One in general. Uh, Mansell rejoined Williams for a short time. He raced with Damon Hill. Originally, Damon Hill and Aaron Senna were teammates for the year, but Senna crashed in Imla, which sadly took his life. David Coulthard took over his place, but Mansell was invited back for the last four races of the season. He took his final race win of his F1 career in Adelaide, Australia, and at the end of the season, Williams opted for Coulthard, hoping for a younger, talented driver. 1995 would be Mansell's last year racing in Formula One with McLaren. McLaren's title sponsor, Marlboro, wanted a world champion to drive for them. However, Mercedes, which were the engine suppliers for McLaren at the time, and still now, wanted a low-profile driver as this was their first season returning to racing since the 1955 Le Mans disaster. At the beginning of the season, Mansell didn't fit into the car and it had to be rebuilt. He ended up only competing in two races with the team and then retired from the sport altogether. After his time with Formula One, he continued to compete in some different forms of racing throughout the rest of his career, including Le Mans, British Tour Car Racing, and a few others, but is now retired. Some fun facts about Mansell is he was the last driver to be personally selected by Enzo Ferrari before he passed away. In 1991, he was the highest paid British sportsman, being paid £4.6 million per season by Williams. Mansell has the most wins of any Formula One driver without having ever won in Monaco, and he he is one of only four people to win the BBC Sports Personality of the Year twice. Lastly, Mansell is the only driver in history to have ever won both a Formula One World Championship and a Kart IndyCar Championship at the same time. He won the World Championship in 1992, and before the 1993 World Champion for Formula One could have been decided, he won the Kart IndyCar Championship. So that's a lot about Nigel Mansell. I really enjoy doing deep dives into drivers' histories, so if there's anyone specific you want to hear about, please reach out to me on social media. I'd also love to do episodes about team histories and maybe even race seasons in general. My Instagram is kateMeg.egan. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram DMs or Twitter. My Twitter handle is kateMegE. Alright, so here's some upcoming news for you guys to keep in mind. There's only one episode left of my first season of Third Gear. I want to thank all of you so much for listening, and I cannot express my gratitude enough for the growing interest in this podcast. In some exciting news, Oracle Red Bull Racing has invited me to stream their car lunch this Friday, February 3rd. I'll be streaming on my Twitch from 9am to 11am, and my handle is katemegan33. Tune in if you're excited for the Red Bull livery reveal, and feel free to join me on there tomorrow morning. Next week's episode will be the last episode of the season, and I will be sure to announce some new plans I have regarding my growing brand and channel, and some exciting news I have for the upcoming season. Thanks again so much for listening, and join me next Wednesday for a new episode.